morning, Fabcasters. This is R Bar with the Drive Time Podcast. And I want to talk about how God answers prayer. So I've learned over the years that there are four ways that God responds to our prayer requests. And with these four, there is no prayer he doesn't respond to. So he answers all prayer. And it's like, it's like this. Yes, no, wait, and uh, the fourth one I'll talk about later. But uh, the first one, and I don't know where I where I heard this, but it's not original with me. It's yes, child, this is good for you. That's the first way. Second answer is no, child, this is not good for you. I love you too much to give you that. Three is wait, child, I have something so much better. Fourth is my grace is sufficient for you. So the fourth one is something Paul prayed um, in 1 Corinthians. I've talked about this in the sufficient message that God's grace is sufficient in the midst of any trial, any any kind of pleading, any kind of supplication where it's, God, would you please deliver me from this? God, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Isn't that amazing? His power is made perfect in weakness. So let's talk about Let's talk about all of these. Yes, child, you may have this. That's great. I mean, who who doesn't like when God bestows his blessings on someone and says yes to something? And I've had a lot of this my whole life. It's like, Lord, I'm not smart enough to get into college. Um, If you let me get into a college, I promise to serve you. What did God do? Bam, got in. Got into a college. Um, Of course, I looked at the acceptance rate and it was like 98% at the Bible college I went to 98% acceptance rate so it was like okay I uh, didn't really feel like that was a miracle uh, <laughs> but thanks God I know you all blessings come from God all blessings um, even going to school at later times I was like oh, Lord I'm, I'm not smart enough to get into this to this program um, but I'm gonna apply bam answers prayer Lord would you would you give me a God-fearing, godly wife? Bam, he answers. You know, but he doesn't answer for everybody like that. Um, even this one could be a very, very, very touchy subject. I said, Lord, give me a lot of kids. And what does he do? He gives me a lot of kids. And I'm not claiming some some sort of like, if you pray really hard, you're gonna get what you want. I, I don't I don't wanna treat God like a genie in a bottle, and if you rub him the right way, you get what you want. He, God's not a genie in a bottle. But we're told to ask for these things and ask and plead and, and, and with prayer and supplication, let your request be known to God and and leave the rest to him. I ask God for a promotion at work. Bam. I mean, my life is so full of blessing it's it's unbelievable it's so gracious that i i don't deserve any of this stuff but yet he bestows it on me now let's talk about no when god says no it's sort of like a parent saying to a child no 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 no. we're not we're not doing that why not why not dad because i love you too much to give you ice cream for dinner just ice cream for dinner. I know that would make you happy, but I, I don't want to do that. I love you too much. And if I let you do whatever you wanted to, child, then 
you you would end up dead. You would end up dead. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to protect you from killing yourself. So so what? So let, let's get real now, okay? I was engaged to a gal for about, oh, not even a year, and I'd been dating her for about six, okay? And my my prayer was, Lord, um, man, I want to marry, I want to marry this person. This is great. First love and everything. It's gonna be picture perfect, right? What ends up happening is um, we break up, and I was very sad about it. Very sad. I was depressed because I wasn't the one that initiated the breakup, and it was messy and it was ugly. But there's been forgiveness. So, um, for the protection of everybody in the story, let's just say I was very just brokenhearted at how it happened, at at when it happened, on why it happened, and how I found out about things. And and it was it was seriously about a year of depression. And at day 365, um, I remember just coming into the light. And I remember my friend Ernie, my friend Ernie told me, he promised me, he said, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and it might seem like a pinhole right now. Like you can, it might seem pitch black, but you have to keep walking forward, Ryan. You have to keep walking forward and that little pinhole light will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, you're out in the open and it's just like, ah. I can breathe if you're on the other side. So that's the advice Ernie gave me. And my friend Casey, Casey, um, gave me other advice. I mean, this is a big, big, bald, buff dude. And he's like, have you thanked God yet? And I was like, for what? Have you thanked him yet? That, that, that this, that you found out about all this right now, like before you were married. Oh, okay. Well, that's another perspective. Thanks, Casey. Uh, and so many people came around me. I remember uh, this guy named Kuya Dennis came and says, "You know, you, bro, I I know you're praying for for forgiveness and reconciliation, but um, man, you don't want to you don't you don't want to do that." <laughs> I said, "What? Oh no! He, no, he was all about the forgiveness part, but he was against the reconciling and getting back together in a un in a what's already an unhealthy." Uh, relationship he said not not good not wise my friend and and I'm here my cousin Don was there as well with with Quia Dennis and he was like yeah bro not good not good to go back into this thing God's God's made it so clear that this is over and then uh uh who else was in there oh, of course of course plumber Dan was there he gave me a key to his house and said you're gonna sleep on my couch you're gonna hang out here oh yeah Oh yeah, you're not gonna hang out alone. You're not gonna hang out in your garage, and you're gonna hang out here on the couch. You're gonna sleep here. Here's your pillows. Here's your blanket. And I, I just, I slept on the couch, and then I was able to cry, and and uh, also did a lot of crying at, at Freddie's house. But it, that was for a year. It was for a year of depression, and I'm, I'm, and I'm crying out. And I, I used to stare at the ceiling in my, I lived in a garage in Manhattan Beach, one that was Gardena on Manhattan Beach Boulevard. And I would stare at the ceiling and, and, and yell at God and say, why? Why? And now in hindsight, looking back, God loved me way too much to give me what I wanted. What did I want? I wanted to get married. I wanted to get married to my first love. I wanted, I wanted it to be all picture perfect. And I'm, shoot, I'm studying to be a pastor at the church. And I don't want to, be, uh, now I'm, I'm showing up to church all brokenhearted. And I'm just a mess for one year. I'm, I'm a mess. 
Um, man, you know how gracious God is in this story? It's that I end up graduating from seminary and I end up, um, I, I pastor, I'm one of the pastors at this church. And, and the girl and the guy, um, they, they end up getting married. Uh, God blesses them with kids and they're part of the congregation now that I'm, that I'm pastoring. How awesome is that? And at no point was there any, I mean, as, I, as I'm pastoring, there was for a year, but there, at this point, there is no shred of bitterness, of resentment, of envy, of pride. Um, it's just gone. It's just completely gone. And it was, it's just, it was amazing to get up there and <clears throat> preach and teach, talk about the gospel and the grace of God um, in the lives of everybody. And they're sitting there. And so, and I'm thinking of putting myself in an empathetic um, mindset, getting into their issues as well. Like, this is humbling on, on all ends. This is real humbling. And so for God to allow us all to be a part of the same congregation um, and just role model reconciliation was amazing. Now, she didn't talk much. I mean, there's, and I pray that there was no, no trace of shame or guilt there because there's no... There's no room for that. There's absolutely no room for that um, in, in, in a child of God. So another thing I like to say is, I, is, is as hard as that year was for that breakup and as, 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 as many tears as I shed and how sad and how depressed I was, I would do that times 10. Okay, let me pick a realistic number here. I would do that times 10, times 20, times 30, whatever. I would do that as many times as needed to get what I have today. Ended up marrying my best friend. Ended up having, well, four kids, four amazing, awesome kids who totally need Jesus. And they're raised by a dad who needs Jesus. But I would do that all over again. And I thank God for the time that he said no in my life. He said yes a lot. But the one time... That he said no, and I was like, are you kidding me? No, out of all the things, why didn't you give me this? It's God's like, I love you too much, man. I love you too much to give you what you want. So here you go. And it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be a rough road, but but you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I love you. So that's my message to um, everybody. Is that look at what God is is bestowing on you as part of a blessing? Could be a common grace like your car, your food, water, shelter, clothes, and money in your bank account. Now that's common grace. It could also be specific grace, like well, well, you're a believer, bro, sis. And then look at the times or the time where God says, "Nope, nope, this is not good for you. Nope, you don't get that. No, you don't get that promotion." No, you, you don't get to get into this school. No, you don't get to marry this person. You don't get to stay together with them. I, I, I am God. I can see the future. Don't want this for you. At least not now. Because you can also get the right thing at the wrong time, if you know what I mean. So it's a waiting game. Like God says, wait. I got something better. Or wait. Um, oh, yeah, I got something better. Reminds me of... Um, one of the kids in the youth group said, when God told me, in, my, in the midst of my breakup, right? I'm, I'm like youth pastor slash uh, children's minister, 
Um, <laughs> she goes, she goes, when God shuts a window, he opens, you know, when God shuts a door, he opens a window. And I was like, wow, thanks. Thanks, Nicole. Um, uh, you're one of my Sunday school kids. Isn't that amazing how God speaks? God speaks through everybody. And if I, if I, if I just listen intently, then, then it can be an awesome thing. It can be a liberating thing. All right, Fabcasters, that's all I have for you today. Um, yes, no, wait. You know, God's grace is sufficient for, for everybody. So, love you guys. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but you're going to have to spend some time on your knees and pleading to God. Let him know. Let him know exactly what's on your mind. Let him know your hurts, your your heartaches, and cry out to the to the God of the universe. He's listening, and he cares. Bye.